Shut up and sit down. And now, the guys you came to hear, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Tom Hanks and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oops, my bad, I mean Natalie Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Sorry to disappoint you. Thanks for listening to the Dialed Podcast though. I hope you still enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. How's it going? Good. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing today? <laughs> I think they're doing good, and I think I stepped on your toes there a little bit, Matt. I'm sorry. You were going to say something uh, to Evan over there? Oh, I was just going to, you know, he said he was I good. I like to keep it just super short there. I'm just good. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Bam. Right. Get Bam. into it. He's good. Yeah. And I can say that he is good. Yes. But Lance but Lance and Matt always have much more interesting, so I just like to let the talent no. speak. Yeah. Let, the ta- <laughs> let, let the talent speak. Who is on Skype? <laughs> and there's this noise in the background. What is that? Oh, yeah. that's Lance. Lance Romance on location. On Lance Romance. Romance on location. I am in Idaho calling in on Skype. So that's why I'm going to sound funny and maybe even a little broken up here and there, but I will try to keep it cool. Yes, we got to keep the team together. They have internet in Idaho? Yeah. There there are some areas of Idaho with internet, so I am in one of them. (laughs) Get a lot of hate mail for that. Yeah. (laughs) How many listeners Uh, do we have from Idaho? Probably. There's a lot of riders. Probably a lot. There's a lot of cyclists in Idaho, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Lance being in Idaho, I sense a uh, a sweet backpedal coming. Yeah, in. so we're gonna save that <laughs> He's one. He's not in Idaho, just to Evan, be in Idaho. Evan, we can just be like, I yield my time. I yes, exactly. Time. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have like three sentences, and one of them is boring. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Evan, start us off with the backpedal. All right, today I went on a ride. Yeah. I flatted, oh. and then I went back and ran, and then I came here. <laughs> yes, yes, you did you struggled today? Matt was also on that ride. Yeah, and we never ride together, and we rode yesterday, and then we rode yeah uh, briefly, very briefly on Saturday. So yeah, that's awesome. Yep, Saturday was fun. That could be yeah. part of our backpedal. There you go. So what are what is this ride? I know Dustin oh. in the area set up this ride. That's this, oh. this ver- it's supposed to simulate the Savi Island shootout, basically, but in for, for Vancouver rights. Or for other people that aren't from the area, there's like yeah. a t- Tucson shootout, uh, Tucson, yeah. Arizona shootout, which is kind of world famous, but mm. it's a drop ride, Yeah, at, basically, at race space. A full drop ride. As, hang on as long as you can. And originally, it was going to be called the Vancouver Hustle. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. But I also like- But uh, the other name that I heard I like a lot. Yeah. The Van, Van, Vantucky Derby. Yeah. The Vantucky Derby. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> I like that. I kind of like that too. Well, and also there's horses on the yeah, route exactly. and stuff. It's like, very fitting. It's yeah, very it fitting. It is good. My yeah. only gripe with that is that it's in the city of Camas. I mean, you, you start no, finishing no, you're, you're Vancouver, you ride right. about a total of three or four miles there, but hey, yeah, it's all good. True. It may be even less than three or four miles. You're basically yeah. the rollout is in Vancouver. That's true. Well, so Evan, did Evan, you and Matt both 
do the hustle then or yeah. just Evan? Mostly Evan. I so <laughs> as part of my backpedal, I'll just take over. Uh, <laughs> no, I um I swam that morning and then I was like, oh, I'll just go find those guys, right? And then I didn't really find them. And then they like they I think it was like lap three, three or lap three like or that. four, yeah. Uh, they they rolled up on me on and and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll ride with these guys for as long as I can. I knew they were racing, so I knew that like you know it yeah. wasn't gonna last long. I said hi to Matt as quick as I could. Yeah, and then had to catch back on. Super fun, and I just grabbed a wheel and hung as long as I could and. I basically got dropped on like a descent, a descent with yeah. a sharp turn. <laughs> and then I was like, well, that was fun. So, uh, so Lance, just, just so you know, if we go back and forth on this ride, uh, we beat you by about three or four minutes on the I whole. I saw that. Now, fast, let me yeah. put it this way. I made the only move I have in my entire quiver of arrows. Your, your arsenal. Two, 2K out. I'm like, all right, this is my only chance. Got to go now. <laughs> so I go for it on a false, on that false flat section, Lance, before the chicades, the right-left yeah, chicades. Right. So I hit the right-left chicades, keep on looking over my shoulder, and everybody at this table knows Mike Myers and Dustin, yeah. and they're working together, oh. and I know it's inevitable that they're going to drag me in at some point. And they hold off till about the last second and catch me right before, you know, that steep incline, Lance, before the yeah. finish. Right There's this the finish. like, what would you say, Lance, two, three hundred yard, like eight to ten percent little climb to finish. Yeah, it's a perfect Maybe 8%. little uphill finish. Yeah. yeah. Is that the finish? Is that little like incline? Right back? before the school bus stop. Right okay. before the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Right before the airport. Yeah. Right, 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 right before the airport. It's just oh, a okay. power enough climb that a guy like me is just terrible at it. And <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They it's blew short, by me yeah. going into that and put about 10 seconds into me on a 20-second <laughs> climb. <so. laughs> Who was the first cross? Dustin. Dustin, Dustin yeah. got Mike. Mike, they're, they're both in great shape well, right now. Mike Dustin's got a huge sprint. Though. Oh, that gosh, yeah. Strong as an ox. That was why I knew I, I knew I had to go at 2K. There was no way I'm going to, you know, I mean, you're, yeah. when, when you're looking at a guy Can't like Dustin next year, you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I got to get away from him. That's but cool. Yeah, that that's was, fun, though. That was our back pedal. Yeah. Yeah, that's super fun. And yeah. then we rode today, and yep. you just, yeah, came but, away without a tire. I know. Without yeah. a wheel. Whatever. It's a lot harder to ride without air in your wheel. Yeah. It was slowly leaking out the whole ride. But we had a cool group because Very it was. Very fun group. I, I need to go back and title the Strava seg or Strava ride, like with some sort, you know, I'm no Lance. I'm not going to have like some unbelievable title to my <laughs> yeah. Stravas. We got to compete with but I was, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, this is like the, you know, the TT, TT biker gang, yeah, right? It because is. it was like, uh, and I haven't posted a picture too, but I have, I took a picture of you guys while you guys were oh, pulling nice. me along. Nice. It was, uh, it was a nice little group today. We had four TT bikes out on the city of Vantucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. That's great. Yeah. 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 Oh, how about you, Matt? Why don't you back okay. for us? So uh, I mentioned this to Evan on our ride, but uh, I did an eight-mile run without yes. major calf explosions. So oh, good. That's really I don't good know. news. Yeah, yeah. This I, is I very good I don't news. know if I've like complained about this on the podcast or not, but like, you know, I guess those in the know, they, like my calves have been bugging me, so I haven't really been racing. Uh, and so I've just been like, you know, really nothing, just skipping the run and doing swimming and stuff like that. And uh, cross-country season started, which I coach cross-country, for those of you guys that don't know, um, which is a whole bunch of high school runners. And I've been kind of running a little bit each day. Not a lot, but, you know, things have felt good. And then uh, Sunday I was like, all right, well, let's just go see. I was thinking I would do like maybe five or six miles. I did eight, and it was good. So slow, but that's okay. The climb to Ironman for me. Well, Matt. yeah, the there's that. The slow climb back to Ironman slow, Fitness. Yeah, there's that. And then also it's just nice to be back running. Like it's super enjoyable to be, you know, I mean, we've all been there where you come back from an injury or whatever it is and you're just so happy to be doing your thing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep, it was great. 
It was glorious. Glorious. <laughs> Great stuff. Glorious. <laughs> Can I do my laugh with that on? I have an annoying enough laugh. It would be even more annoying with this. Ready? Go. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should we go to the only backpedal that matters now, Lance? <laughs> Lance, backpedal for us, we buddy. We hear from Jake. Oh, well, we, you know, we I'm going to I'm gonna let Lance go first because he's going to take up much more time and I'll, I'll film that last <laughs> little tiny little sliver of whatever's left. <laughs> go ahead, Lance. I tell you, um, I, I'm here in Ketchum, Idaho. I'm at, uh, I, I did this uh, gravel stage race this weekend called Rebecca's Private Idaho. Um, there were there were three stages. It, it's, there, um, it's kind of a cool event where there's about there's a big main event on Sunday that had about a thousand people in it and wow. about 600 did a, did a 93 mile race and about 400 did a 50 mile race. And so big, huge event, but they also did this stage race that you could compete in. There were about 125 people in the stage race. So first day was like 43 miles, um, all gravel, except the first 15 miles were on single track, like mountain bike, single track so it was way too much for gravel bikes but what the heck we you just did it anyway and so i i lined up i had no idea where i was gonna be we took off my fitness is pretty good i have pretty decent mountain biking skills and i that gravel bike man i just loved it i just had a blast on the single track there was big climbing after the first 15 miles we hit this gravel section and I hooked up with these two other guys and there was a big like 12 mile out and 15 mile back section. So you could kind of see where we're at in the field. But um, right before we hit that single track area, we had a river we had to cross. <laughs> that, that's so cool. <laughs> this there is was, true gravel biking right here. Yes, it's true gravel racing. And so I come around the corner. I'm following these two guys. They both kind of go for it because, like, the photographer was, like, right on the riverbank. They did it for the gram. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that what so, the kids say? That's, that's what the kids, I don't know. I'm just, that's been, right. if that's what the so, kids say, then I wouldn't know, but so uncool. The, fir the first guy goes for it, um, you know, and the second guy goes for it, and I got up a little more speed than both of them because I knew how long it was because, of course, I had tried it two days previous and failed miserably, and I knew I had to be going faster. And so I, both of them kind of stop and I just full on ran right into the one guy, supermaned over oh. his bike and fully immersed into the water. <laughs> like, that is just, awesome. It just fully oh. just was it, was it like rock bed or are, are we talking yeah, like softer? Yeah, big, big just river rock, rock bed. bed, round river rock bed. Was the photographer like, this is yeah. gold, <laughs> keep yeah, up the yeah. craziness. It's like 40 degrees. Oh, the yeah. water's like 42 degrees. I come up laughing. I am just laughing because it was so ridiculous. I stand up. My bike is on its side floating down the river. That was the second question. Where's the bike? <laughs> That's right. I had to grab it. Oh, and I'm laughing, and I just grabbed it and jumped back on it. So, Does that was... count as almost a triathlon then? Because yeah, you, yeah. right, you basically had swim. to swim. Okay. That's true. He's a true triathlete. So now. he had a 10-yard <laughs> swim. A 93-mile <laughs> so, bike and a 20-yard run probably at the end. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It was just too funny. So I, I jump out of the water, and these two guys are heading down the trail, and I just I got right on their tail. So the three of us just worked this whole 15-mile out section and 15-mile back. And on the way out, I was able to 
count where I was in the field. Ooh. And yeah, before the turnaround, I realized we're in ninth, 10th and 11th overall. Wow. So I there's, was like, blown there's some away. big there's names a, there too. Yes. There's 125 people there. I had, you know, I, I was shocked that we were that far up and, but I stayed with those guys on the way back up. We lost one of them and I hung with the other guy. We finished. So I ended up finishing that first, um, that first stage in 10th place overall, which nice. was, which was kind a of start. a big shock. <clears throat> so I go up to the guy who I've been, you know, pace lining with for the last 25 miles. I'm go, what's your name? And he's like, Oh, my name's Yuri. And I'm like, wait, you're Yuri Hausfold? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, what? So if you don't know who Yuri Hausfold is, he won the Dirty Kansas 200 in 2015. Wow. Yeah. So That's a serious he's race. Like, yeah. Crazy. He's this serious racer, serious guy. He's kind of on the tail end of his career, but um, still how, very involved how, in the bike How old industry. is he, Lance? He's no. the same age as me. He's 48. Oh, yeah. so he's just old. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Decrepitly old. Decrepitly old, yes. <laughs> Did he, was most of the ride done in a wheelchair? Or? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he, he just got a late start into cycling, but super strong. And I'm like, what? I just rode 25 miles with Yuri Hausfold? You got to be kidding me. And then the other guy turned out to be um, Dave Hargrove, I think was his name. And and he started the... Um, the uh, the the high school mountain bike league that now has thirty seven hundred members in like five different states. Nika, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right. Or Nika, I, or Nika works I just read an article about Nika. that. That's growing. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance so, you're strong right now, man. You this is what you get it's, for riding four hundred miles a yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> you have to come so back I'm, here, and we have to like try to break him down. We got to like do team <laughs> tactics to break Lance down on every group ride. <laughs> So. I was really pumped. So that first day was a whole lot of fun. The The second stage, um, it was 50 miles, but there was a 20-mile a neutral rollout where we all just kind of chatted and talked. And then it was a four-and-a-half-mile uphill gravel time trial. And so, oh boy, the, yeah, the way Rebecca tried to organize it was that there would be, you know, a stage for the mountain bikers, which was the single track thing. A stage for the road bikers, which which is the time trial, and then a stage for the gravel people, which was the big huge one. So, the second stage, you know, uphill climbing, not my thing. Time trialing, not my thing. But you know, I was super motivated because I was in tenth place, and I actually got a call up for the for the time trial because cool. they let the top ten women and top ten men go first, and then they everybody else lined up to go. So. It was kind of cool. I got like, I, I was feeling all pro. Prestige. There so. you go. Yeah. Prestige <laughs> worldwide. How do you, how, how do you like walk up? Is there, is there like a way that you walk up after strut. getting it? Yeah. Just did you strut. strut? How hard were you strutting? <laughs> no, no, because I was the very last. The, the, the very last. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I'm the idiot with the stupid beard on my face. And, oh, that's important for us to touch base on. <laughs> yes. So. This is actually more important. I think I saw a picture and you had like handlebar mustache. How long did those stay uh, for? <laughs> that it only stayed on for about an hour so oh. enough to take the picture because I knew my wife might um, divorce me if she saw me with it. So. She couldn't have agreed just to let you race with it just for one weekend because that would have been. He would have won that race. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was your legs. problem. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that, it was too funny. So we need so. to we need to post a picture of that maybe for our, our <laughs> Oh yes, that absolutely needs to be posted. And it is by far the most glorious thing I've seen. It re- I'm I'm surprised you didn't time. want to keep that lance cuz It was beautiful. I've, I, I've done the 15 second <laughs> handlebar mustache before and I needed it to leave my face quickly, but yours actually looked very good. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Well, I, I wanted to keep it, but I, I, I chickened out. <laughs> <laughs> you got outvoted. Oh, anyways. so, so, so how the, how so, the four mile, four and a half mile uphill go, you know, I just, I, you know, I just went for it. You know, I just yeah. put out as much as I could and, um, I ended up 18th wow. overall. Good. Very good. Yeah. So it was respectable. It was a full five minutes slower than the winners. That's okay. But, I mean, but that's but, but that but that's your weakest event of yeah. you know if we were to come up right. with some that would be your like kryptonite. It'd be like a steady yeah. four and a half miler. Right. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. with the, the hill probably. Yeah. Like the hill. With so. the hill. Yeah, yeah. You got it. So anyway, I I, I ended up uh, I was 11th overall after those first two stages, and then. Then we had a day off. There was a lot of partying here in Sun Valley, Idaho, Ketchum, Idaho, and a big parade. And, you know, it, it was all a whole lot of fun. Then the last stage, which um, was it, it was the 93-mile gravel stage, and it had about 55 or 6,000 feet of climbing or something like that. Um, and the way it started out was there was like 10 miles of pavement and then a four mile uphill climb, pretty steep. And then you drop down in this valley and you rode these gravel roads for 70 miles. And then you had to, you came back and climbed back up the backside of this climb, which was about 10 miles of uphill gravel climbing. And then a big bomb downhill finish to the end. So that's kind of how the whole thing went. So of course I knew I was going to get dropped on the first climb. And so I just tried to hang up there as, as much as I could. And, and I have no idea what position I went over that first climb in. It was probably, and this is the one there were 600 people in. I was probably in about the top hundred that, that went over that first climb. Yeah. And, and then, um, on the downhill, I caught Yuri again. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, and so I hook up with Yuri. We're at mile 20, and me and Yuri and there were two women pros um, in there. We basically pacelined and time-trialed for the next 70 miles. Wow. So I I rode way faster than I anticipated because I was able to you know hook up with Yuri and this other um, – mountain bike pro from bend oregon her name is sarah max and so the three of us were just working um for all these sections we would we would catch people and they would hang on for a while and then we would lose them and then we would catch somebody else and they would try to hang on and so it it was just you know for a while the group would be eight or ten people and then it would be three and then it would be eight or ten people but Man, I felt good all day. That 70-mile section on gravel with climbing, I think we averaged like 22 miles an hour. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. crazy. Yeah, we were pushing like – On like old Tour de France roads. We're talking like gravel, gravel roads. Correct. Wow. Cattle guards and, yeah, big rocks and just – just kind of cruising through all that. God, we're in trouble when he comes back. Yeah. We're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) 
So oh. it was, you know, I, I was super happy. I knew that on that last climb, I would probably lose them. Mm-hmm. And I probably talked myself out of it. But of course, as soon as we got to that last climb, I kind of lost both Yuri and Sarah and they kind of pulled away from me. Um, but uh, I, I ended up um, ended up 18th in the stage racers and like 57th overall out of all the racers. So That's impressive. I did that 93 miles and and did it in like just over five hours and with all that climate, man, it was just, I, I had a ton of fun. I, I should be careful about how much time I take because there was so many cool things that happened and there were, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rehash this again in the future though. Cause I just want to hear more. I mean, like it's, it sounds like such an awesome, like these gravel grinding races just sound like so much fun, especially the stage style of these. Yeah. That is an awesome weekend. I, you know, it, it, it's a unique event. I think it's just going to explode. You know, gravel ri- riding and gravel racing is kind of exploding right now anyway. But this stage race type style thing, it was so much fun. I, you know, if you're interested in gravel riding at all, it, this is an event that you should do. It was just too cool and too fun to be there. So I was really stoked for it. You know, and I know we kind of had an over under on where I would place. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember last week we, what did you guys I was, guess? I was I, right. I was right for the record. <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record show. I said top 20, I think is what so I Jake, said. Jake was right too. Yeah. yeah. I said 25th. You said 25th. So yeah, Matt was wrong. <laughs> that's what it comes down to is that Matt gonna, was wrong. When you get back here, I'm going to have a nice iced Coca-Cola waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up 15th overall out of all the, the Lance, that's racers. so impressive, man. Amazing. Congratulations. So, that is awesome. That's some serious. I'll tell you what, like anybody's going to sit there and say like, oh, you know, you're overtrained at this certain amount of miles. It's like, hey, Lance's body was able to deal with it. And yeah, 400 mile weeks and boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden racing. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, Lance. it just it just worked. Yeah, it was and, a ton of fun. And so. again, just to reiterate, let's talk about where you were at one yeah, year ago this time, and what you've gone through since year, then yeah. to now. I mean, th- this day a year ago, you were laid out in bed with your disc herniation and it's just all kinds of stuff that just started going south for you. Right. I mean, yeah, couldn't stand up, couldn't walk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And this time next year, we're going to be talking about, do you remember when Jake was sitting at that table with his arm in the sling and like couldn't sleep more than a couple hours a night? And now he's like kicking all of our butts in one, two races. Yeah. One can only hope. <laughs> we're marking it down this time next year. So let's the, let go ahead, Lance. I, I have one little thing I want to say, but go ahead and say what you're going to say. I, well, no, you go ahead, Jake, because I wanted to mention some of the cool people that I had met, and I can. I think talk we're about on the that. same page, so I was going to say, yeah. let's tease a little bit of what you were able to um, just to tease, <laughs> take care of our land while you're <laughs> out there, and we're going to get into this in our next uh, our next podcast. We're going to have this for everybody, but tell us a little bit about what I'm talking about here, Lance. Well, the person who put this race on is Rebecca Rush. She is a legend in the mountain biking community. Um, if you know mountain biking at all, or she, she was a pro mountain biker for a number of years. She's a world champion. I was able to uh, scroll her away for an interview. So I just, I just messaged her on Instagram, and she responded and hooked me up with her PR person. And so I was actually able to interview her for the podcast. <laughs> you're like, what? They probably took a yeah. look at your. They probably took your Instagram feed, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do this." Yeah, <laughs> look, at this, look at this guy. Let's yeah. do this. Like, so there's I, just some I charm met, about this guy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was really cool, and it ended up that um, 
I also met Matt Lieto, who is a um, triathlon pro from the Bend area. He's yes, kind he of is. a lot of people know him um, uh, in the Oregon racing scene and the triathlon scene. He was a riot. I was able to yeah. um, interview him. He's and a I super cyclist too. Where did where did he place, Lance? Yeah, actually, he he placed second overall in the wow. stage race. That doesn't surprise me. He's got yes. he's got a super bike. I think he likes yes. I think he's getting into the gravel grinding stuff. So is, you, is. so have you raced a, have you raced him before at Pat Crest? Uh, not at Pat Crest, but okay. years ago. Okay. Yeah. He's gotcha. uh him and a guy named Jordan Rapp. So yep. Jordan Rapp used to be a yep. pro triathlete as well, has really gotten into gravel grinding. Oh really? Okay. I think it's like if you're a triathlete, you love biking, but you like yeah. kind of don't want to do the road racing scene. Gravel grinding yeah. seems to be the way to go. So. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to I, I was able to interview Matt. I actually interviewed him after the whole race, so we got to kind of recap it a little bit, cool. and that was that was kind of fun. And then the other guy I met was uh, was Steve Perino, and Steve Perino was one of the NBC commentators for the Tour de France. Oh, yes. Cool. So he he was the guy that was on the motorcycle with the. Uh, um, with the helmet and the camera on him and he would interview people and follow the action on the motorcycle. So he's um, really funny he's, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. So I actually had about 13 minute interview with him as well. And we got to talk about racing and the tour de France and, and some of the cool things he saw in the tour de France. And, the, and, and so there's, there's like three really cool interviews that I was able to, to do and I'm, I don't know how I'm excited we'll to throw hear that these. together. Yeah. These are I mean like those those are three <laughs> totally, awesome yeah. interviews. Yeah. Like you're if you're yeah. a tri nerd, a Tour de France nerd, or just a cycling nerd, those yeah. are all three awesome interviews. The um the other thing I, I met Tim Johnson who was a former um cyclocross pro and still on a on pro team. So he was very cool. And then Yuri Hasfold, this guy yeah. was able to ride miles and miles with so we kind of connected pretty good. And then also uh, Chris Cosentino, who uh, I, I believe he won or took second place on Top Chef. He's a celebrity <laughs> chef. That's awesome. And and a former uh, 24-hour racer, um, mountain bike and and road racer. So so he was. They were all there doing the event. So there are all these really cool people I met. So anyway, all in the land of potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What a place it is. Did yeah. you ever well, did you ever get to use the line? Don't you know who I am? <laughs> i'm sure you've heard of the podcast i'm on <laughs> romances what's wrong with you does your bike have like a flat like american flag and say lance romance on there yeah. like a little sticker we need no. to remedy that uh, let's get on that yeah. buddy we should. Oh, should we really should that should anyway, be lance so. when is your birthday we need to do that for his birthday. that's right <laughs> when do you get back into town lance um, I'm leaving early in the morning because I'm trying to make the cyclocross race that starts at 5 p.m. tomorrow night. Trophy so, Cup, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, the first uh, Trophy Cup race is tomorrow night. So I think Excellent. I'm, I'm going to try to get there. I don't know if I'll make it or not, but we'll see how it goes. So Nice. Well, drive safe. and I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in my 30 seconds worth of stuff here. <laughs> I got to go out to watch everybody race in the uh, cyclocross season opener, the David Douglas cyclocross did race. You, did you bring a camera? Oh, yeah. I did bring a camera. I saw some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I think I came home with almost 700 photos on oh, the card. wow. And I had to, <laughs> I'd whittled that down to about 120 um, to post up for everybody to have. Uh, That's you know. so cool. So, yeah. 
that was a lot of fun getting out there and taking pictures of people. And let's see here. What else? Um, not much else went on. Just trying to pass away the days. <laughs> Which lens did you it's use? The 200? I did. I, I show. I did bring my um, my sixteen to thirty five, but I didn't ever Mostly, use yeah, it. That's I what figured I was yeah. not running around with the the seventy to two hundred on there the whole time. Yeah, that thing's big. Did you have like a monopod? Like uh, a no, I just or something? no. I just yeah. have my um, my strap that I use to yeah. kind of stabilize it because I can only use one arm. Get so. one arm, <laughs> one arm photographer. Yeah, run around with my sling on, which <laughs> that's always fun. But um, yeah, besides that, just got my net. Netflix certification, you know, just Netflix certified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I did for uh, for sake of this conversation that we just had with Lance and all this cool stuff they did with Rebecca uh, Rush. Um, I did watch her documentary on Amazon Prime called Blood Road, which is actually pretty cool. It kind of yeah, tells the story. Yeah, it tells the story of her father, who was a, um, a fighter pilot back in Vietnam, and how he got shot down and lost his life, and she kind of basically went back and rode her bike on the like the Ho Chi Minh Trail to, to seen something to get about to the that. the place where yeah. the crash yeah, was. I need, at, to, so. I need to maybe watch there were some articles or something when it first came out. I think I read. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't so realize that's who it was. It was really neat. It really kind of lets you get to know her quite a bit better. So worth a watch for sure. Got five stars on uh, Amazon Prime too. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our back pedal which now means we're going to get into our roundtable. So let's get into our first topic, and we are going to run through this little thing um, of whether or not you should join a team, why you should join a team or a club, and how it's applicable to cyclists, triathletes, and runners, and, and all the good stuff that comes about it. Or maybe why you shouldn't join a team, too. Who's going to be that guy? It's <laughs> Matt. We all know it's going to be Matt. Yeah. Matt's going to play yeah. the devil's advocate who's gonna here. Who's going to be that guy? <laughs> it's going to be Matt. That yeah. guy's going to be Matt. So the title <laughs> that I have on our show notes here is uh, why you should in, uh, join a team. And I went back and like, Matt's going to play devil's advocate. So I put it in <laughs> or parentheses, or shouldn't. So why you should or shouldn't join a team or club. I'll be I'll be the forever optimist over here and counter anything that Matt says. But so from the triathlon perspective, by its nature, can be a very lonely sport. Yeah. Yes. Comparatively to, and Lance knows this, Lance, you know this just as well as anybody too, it is by its nature much, much lonelier than cycling, running, or swimming, especially cycling yes. and swimming, much lonelier. You are, especially if you're not somebody who came from swimming, generally more intimidated in the pool with jumping in with tougher master's groups at first, so you kind of swim by yourself. Some people will. Cycling, if you don't come from a cycling background, you're kind of hesitant on the bike. I see too many triathletes try, you know, isolating themselves on the bike and not riding with groups. Mm-hmm. And then running wise, people run at their own pace. So, you know, if you're running an eight minute pace and there's a group running seven pace, it's, you know, that that can't work usually. So it's by nature a lonely sport, which is why you should get on a team or just go ride with cyclists, swim with swimmers and swim with swimmers and run with runners. Cause yeah. there is a lot of like poor mental health issues i see with people who train purely by themselves it gets to be a tough sport to do for that long yeah, absolutely hours and hours by yourself not fun <laughs> yeah there's, there's a big motivation factor just with just with being a part of a group or being a part of a team there's there's days when i know i'm going to go out and ride by myself and i yeah. might sit yeah. on the couch in my kit with my shoes on for an hour just like I need, I need to go. Yeah. I need to go right now. Why am I not leaving? But if I'm gonna meet Jake at, you know, at, at the corner at a certain time, I'm out and I'm there, and and having teammates that kind of encourage you to do that, it just is so much yeah. more motivating. Yeah, yeah. 
Gotta love accountability. I can't I yes. can't agree with you more on the bike, Lance. I I tell as many triathletes as I can, get out there and ride with cyclists. It makes you a better handler of the bike. It will make you more comfortable. And those the, there are intervals that you can get in on a group ride that are just not possible by yourself. Yeah. You just are not able to push as hard as when you need to latch onto Lance's wheel or somebody's mm-hmm. wheel. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I definitely think people listening to this should join a team if they're not. I think, uh, humans, I, th- I really feel like we're social creatures and we're totally like, we don't think about that when we think about like working out and it's just, it's absolutely huge. And I actually think that more coaches should probably kind of like take that aspect of it into the plan where it's like, yes. you know, you yes. talk to your athlete, right. And you're like, Hey, you know, okay, great. We want you to do, you know, a long ride and we want you to do, you know, this workout and this other workout or whatever. It's like, but are you going to swim with some buddies on Thursday? Then that needs to be part of the plan because that social aspect of it is so critical that I think it can make or break a particular person's like entire season. Right. It's like yeah. when they go, you know, 50 times by themselves and they're staring at a black line in the bottom of the pool. And it's just like, no, this is horrible. And you're just barely making it through these workouts. And I mean, that is not sustainable, but if you yeah. meet, you know, Evan price at the pool, well, he's Evan price. Like you're going to make it there. You're going to, and swim. I'm probably going to be faster than him in the pool too, which will make me feel good about uh, myself. So it's, it's, it's great. Like, I just think it's so important for not only like, each individual people that are maybe listening to this podcast to really consider joining a team, but also coaches, anyone that's coaching other athletes should really kind of like interview your athletes, ask them when they can do stuff with other people. Because I think that that's this little secret part that's missing from kind of that coaching aspect. And I think too many coaches, this is going to be in the cycling world too, like cycling and triathlon world. I think too many coaches think there's some magic equation to doing intervals in a certain way. Yeah, There really is not. Like if you're talking, especially from a cycling point of view, if you're thinking about a race, a race is fluid in its nature. It's not right. two minutes on, two minutes off every single race. So if you want to, if you are a coach and you're like, okay, today needs to be an, an interval threshold right. recovery sort of ride. So there needs to be threshold efforts and there needs to be recovery efforts. Go on a group ride. Yeah. I mean, what, like that is every single group ride I've ever been on yeah. is even when it's like, all right, guys, we're going easy today. Yeah, sure. We are. Okay. Right. We hit that hill. There's going to be <laughs> that guy. Sure. I'm usually that guy you. Yeah. who's going to go up to front it's or it's Lance. It's yeah. always Lance, but, <laughs> but you're getting those intervals and yeah. you're getting them in a, com- an, in a competitive nature and it builds this, this racing mindset. Right. I think the people who group train develop, especially if you're somebody who's looking to do well in races you know, really wants to do well in these races, you need to develop that competitive mindset and you get that in group training. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. Now, reason why you should not join a team, uh, (laughs) is, you know, like, so I, I, I sometimes have, you know, um, there's a lot of teams that require certain, uh, amounts of like fees and things like that to be paid, which is fine. I just think that, um, you know, I would look strictly at like, does this group really match you? And the answer might be no, they don't. Like this group might be significantly slower. There, there are some groups in the area, and I'm not gonna name names. But like Evan does not fit these groups very well. I mean, he could join these groups, and they would be a great support group. But he, you know, every time he rode with them, he would ride away from them. And every time he swam with them, he would swim away from them. Every time he ran, he would run away from them because he's just, you know, he doesn't fit with that particular club. Um, or and the, it's not the dial cycling club. It's or the, the or the opposite for like for like my, my myself in the pool. I know that there are some groups that I would yeah. try and swim with that would 
be just, yeah, destroy I would you. be disadvantage, disadvantageous for them. Like I would be slowing these groups up. And, so yeah, and that that would be a negative, right? Where so it's yeah. like every time you go there and you get destroyed, and you're just gonna you know you're just gonna swim yourself into a rut. Yeah. So I think that there are reasons why you shouldn't join a team, Jake. And I'm stretching. <laughs> I am stretching a little bit to try to find. But them. Dialed is not that team. No, dialed no, is a team that everybody no, should absolutely. join. You shouldn't join the uh, wrong team. Yes, so, that's uh, a good way to put it. You should not join the wrong. Here's team. another thing that I definitely want to bring up. Like, if you're already a part of like five teams, <laughs> don't be that guy. That, that's that's not cool, right? I was or, actually kind of that guy. Yeah, for a right. Bit, so but don't I feel be the same way. Don't be me. <laughs> so I have um, a whole bunch of friends at this tireless fellow team, which they're awesome. They're fantastic. Yep. And I was, I, I, it's a cycle. It's a cyclocross team, right? And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I don't really do cyclocross, <laughs> and I'm not going to, right? They're just, a, but they're a really cool group of people. Um, that's and, like Jake joining a swimming team, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're not gonna. It's like, so. And then, and then I'm part, obviously I'm part of the dial team. Like Jake started the dial team. I'm like, yeah, I want to be part of this team. This is amazing. <laughs> but they have a triathlon aspect to it. They have, um, like, uh, road cycling, which I'm interested in. And, and, you know, they just have a, a different vibe. Uh, and so I would say, don't be like me. Like, don't join 20 teams. Like, you know, uh, you know, if you're at that 20 marker, please don't join the 21st team. Yeah. You know, I think that Keep that's probably, um, that's the threshold. so that, that would be another reason not to join a team. So, uh, you can tell I'm stretching for reasons not to join teams. Uh, but I did come up with a couple of good reasons. Yeah. I really think it lends to consistency. I think Evan kind of alluded to that. Um, I think that Lance alluded to that a little bit as well. Um, a big thing is camaraderie. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, you find people, if you're a cyclist and you join a cycling team, you're going to find like-minded people. Yeah. And when you find like-minded people that have a good disposition, the camaraderie that grows out of that, the friendships that grow out of that, are they're for life. I mean, I've friends on my the team that we're on now are going to be friends for life. I can't see any reason why I would ever not be friends with these guys for the rest of my life. I've got yeah. guys that I've ridden with in the past that, you know, geographically speaking, I'm not on the team anymore, um, but they're still going to be friends for life. And so when you get involved at that level and you start to spend hours upon hours going out and training with these people, you get to know them a little bit better. And the, the camaraderie that comes out of that is just, it's immeasurable. Yeah. It's and there are like conversations that I've had with people on a bicycle that oh, I yeah. don't think I could have off of a bicycle for some reason. Yeah. There's like something about being on a bicycle. You're just like able to figure out things better through conversation. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I have talked about this a lot where it's like you're on a team with a specific goal and you're all working really hard. And it's, you know, something about athletics that just brings people together. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And you, you know, it's, it's sometimes I'm like this person that I would just never hang out with otherwise. And yeah. now I'm like, nope, this is my best friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, it. <laughs> this is my best friend. And right there's, here. and there's also like, we, we were talking about this. I don't think I've, I don't enjoy races as much i think i think most people like really during the race it's a very painful experience yeah. i mean almost always it's basically always a painful experience but i would never give up racing at that level because after the races There's... is like some of the coolest conversations oh, you'll ever have yeah you just like race toe to toe i mean like lance you raced yeah. toe to toe with that guy for 70 miles yeah yeah like there there aren't many chances in life you get to like really push yourself with another human being for that long right. and then after the event get to talk to them and get to know them yeah you know yeah, just yeah, that's not absolutely. something you can just do in like a grocery store <laughs> you can't just like do that at like the speed dating rounds <laughs> and i've been Man. to plenty of speed dating <laughs> we really crushed those, we really crushed those, crushed those blueberries in the grocery store <laughs> we should talk about <laughs> this together we should talk about this you want to just hang out and have a drink and talk about these blueberries uh, you know, grocery one of the, one of the best parts, really good blueberries out there. Grocery <laughs> store talk. Go ahead, Lance. <laughs> one of the 
one of the best parts about uh, being part of a team for me is is I I joined a team because I wanted to get more into the racing scene. I wanted to do some more races, and that's not for everybody. Not everybody does that, you know. But I I I joined when I got much more into cycling about three years ago. I I joined a team, and they were a bunch of really great guys, and they all are, but none of them really raced. And so I would show up at these races and would have no teammates or no camaraderie at the races. And that to me was just a little bit of a letdown, but yeah. with the dialed cycling team and every race I go to, there's a team tent and 10 other or 50 other That's people. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes. That are there. And so this is a big you just team. have it really, yes, crazy. Yeah. You I, have this family at every race or at every event that you're always with people it's just that to me just makes the whole aspect of racing and suffering together or training together just so much more enjoyable to be around people that i want to be so it's that that to me is is the number one reason why i love being part of a team yeah, it's a lot of a lot more fun when you get out there in the race and you've got some teammates to work with too, and you can actually, yeah. especially in the road racing scene, it's not so much in the cross or mountain bike scene, but um, on the road racing scene, when you can work with some teammates and and actually start to play the chess match within the actual race itself, because you have, you know, a few different moves that you can make with your teammates, it makes racing that much more enjoyable. So much right. fun. Yeah. Speaking of that, Lance, when you come back, like we should do a team ride again up Mount St. Helens. And now that you're so good, we need to like actually try and get you to grab a couple of those KOMs. I think. Wait, Speaking of I... team camaraderie and you know suffering together as a group unit, <laughs> I think I already explained that I still got dropped on every climb. <laughs> We're talking about the downhills. One of us will get the okay. uphills. You got the downhills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So with being on a team too, let me ask you guys a question. Um, have all of you guys been pushed to try something new or have you been pushed to go in outside of your comfort zone because of being on the team? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, not so dial cycling definitely introduced me to road racing, which is awesome. Um, and then tireless Velo that I talked about earlier was like, Hey, you have, you got to do some cyclocross. And I was like, yes, this is going to be my thing. And, uh, it wasn't, but, um, <laughs> but he tried it, but, but I, tried, I it. tried it and it's just good. Like you, you know, these people are awesome. You know, they, they want you to try something. They're kind of, it's like their passion, you know, and you see the passion in the people that are on, on the team. And so it's contagious. Absolutely. Like they love it. I'll probably love it. Like it's, you know, you just kind of get caught up in it. So, yeah, you, you know, I, so, um, anybody listen to this podcast, uh, Leono Sanders has a really good blog podcast that he does through YouTube where he kind of follows his training and like he talks about some of his training philosophies and my favorite bit from him uh Lionel Sanders is a triathlete if for anybody who's yeah. listened to this before we've mentioned him before is it Lionel Sanders or Lionel I'm I'm gonna, whatever yeah it's I'm sure I'm mispronouncing but he makes this point about how like to get better in these sports not just for racing like not trying to win but actually just like enjoying and getting better in these sports you've got to constantly make yourself uncomfortable and it's a lot easier right. to be uncomfortable when you're on a team because if you've got three people around you that you've got to, like Jake said earlier, hold yourself responsible. I mean, if you're on a gravel grinding ride and you're not comfortable on some of those roads, but those three guys are riding away from you that are your teammates, yeah. well, you got to keep up with them. Yeah. So, yeah. or as I was explaining to Matt earlier, if I'm swimming with uh, Derek and he's kicking <laughs> my butt, I've got to stay with Derek because there are certain cutoff times that you got to make yeah. in swimming. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's, it's having that, that personal responsibility of, okay, I may not be comfortable in this situation, but 
you know, we're human beings, we're social creatures. Okay. Yep. I've got three other people that I know are going to support yeah. me through this. So, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, collegiate running, like it was like, you will run yourself into the ground if you're like, Hey, my teammate needs me to beat this person, yeah. you know? And it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's super fun to have that competitive aspect and kind of yeah. like the responsibility of being on a team. Yeah. So that's kind of the cool part is these are very individual sports, but incredibly team based in nature too, yeah. which is the the coolest part of them. I think absolutely. Especially for some of us who came from, I know Jake came from team sports too over there. Yep. Lance, on the other hand, came from the decathlon, which is there a more individual thing than the decathlon, Lance? Is that about yeah. as individual as it gets? Uh, the, every, except triathlon. That's a little more individual. Than yeah, triathlon is yeah. And I did both of them. So, yeah, uh -oh. <laughs> two very individualized things. So go figure. Jesus, he's his own man. How about you, Lance? What's something that you were kind of forced to try that pushed you out of your comfort zone a little bit because of being on a team? Um, I... I have never been a, you know, this may sound funny, but I've, I've never been a real fan of these of centuries or long rides by myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, although I've done lots of them by myself, I just don't want to be out there for five or six hours all, you know, just soloing the whole time. And so, um, once you do a 50 miler or 60 miler with a group and realize, wow, that was a lot easier with eight or 10 other guys, um, it just, it became way easier. So I think it pushed me to up my mileage to be able to ride with teammates and friends and groups. It's so. amazing how much faster 45 minutes will pass when you're talking to somebody than when you're talking to yourself. So oh, group rides are like a time vortex for uh, sure. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. Right. I never would have, I never would have tried cyclocross either if, uh, if it wasn't for the team. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I hadn't even, I'd heard about it, but didn't think much about it. And then I had some teammates and some guys I was riding with say, you know, you might like this. And I thought, no, I'm not going to, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am going <laughs> to like that. So exactly. Here's another one too. We've, um, we've talked about this before in the past in terms of like just teaching and giving back to, to newbies, but you know, we we're all at some point in time going to be new to racing or going to be new to cycling. Um, teams are a wealth of knowledge and they're a wealth of, uh, like learning experiences that, that you're not going to get from, you know, just going out and riding by yourself or running by yourself or being in a triathlon by yourself, like mm -hmm. being a part of a team you can get like instant downloads of so much good quality information most of the time. Um, and, right. and that will really lend itself to you, like your, your career, like of racing and riding and whatever it might be, um, you know, moving ahead, light speed, you know, you're going to get a lot of good information and you're going to be out there and you're going to be well-informed and you're going to get better training and, and you know, everything. So, yeah. So we're all in agreement. People should join teams. I think. <laughs> I think. I think Matt Matt lost this argument. No. <laughs> close, close battle. Close, close battle. it was close. But <laughs> yeah. And one other thing too is uh, teams. A lot of times will have access to sponsors and partners, which are kind of yeah. nice for us to be able to, yeah. you know, get some deals or be able to support the community that's giving back to us as well. So it's kind of a nice thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else on that topic, fellas? That's pretty good. Join dialed. <laughs> <laughs> or a local team any team will do um and if you're ever interested in starting a team as well i'd be more than happy to um let you bend my ear and, and kind of tell you what we went through and some of the steps that we took and um some pitfalls and what not to avoid um reach out to us Jeez, you've done a hell of a job i mean yes i know that you don't want to hear this jake but this team is unbelievable it is amazing <laughs> it's just like 
the, the and, type of people that you put together and just the you know the the massive group that's there and they're just good people it's yeah. really impressive and just like how how open you've been to like allowing the team to kind of grow itself too is really is really the cool part yeah. it's been yeah it's been, been open fun. to a lot of cool things it's been fun it's it's been challenging and it's um it's been rewarding so i i'm i'm really looking forward to the years to come of what's gonna i mean we're mm-hmm. we're coming up on two years and i can't believe that we've got over 100 people on the team um and then we've got a, a budding little triathlon group team yeah. that, that's growing out of it and mm-hmm. it's just been absolutely nuts and i get so many people that contact us about wanting to be on the team so it's it's really just making sure that we um we, we take the proper steps to make sure that we continue to find good people and yeah. keep growing. So it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> That's a perfect segue, guys. We're going to start a new segment. And that segment is going to start right now. And it's um, called Good Stuff. I good like stuff. it. <laughs> so this has to be, this is Jake's only good stuff that he's allowed is introducing so. this segment. So that's how what he has to shave it down to is he's only allowed to say good stuff for this. Oh, yeah. So if people are new to this podcast, one of the funny things that Lance used to say all the time was glorious, you know, like any, you know, anytime that he was talking about something great or whatever. And one of the funny things that Jake would constantly kind of lean on his crutch word would be like, good stuff, good, good stuff, stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think after listening to their, their own self, go through the podcast they've kind of uh, eliminated that <laughs> those words from their vocabulary <laughs> but somehow evan and i keep bringing it back up i don't know why no, i'm telling Maybe you man. the good stuff yeah. People. Yeah. yeah it's still good for a drinking game if you want to play so <laughs> so i'm gonna request to go first because okay. i have to slink out of oh, the podcast no. okay. after real this. quick we'll let you go first but uh-huh. what this what this segment is is basically we're going to share some stories or topics that we've run across um in the world of you know cycling triathlon running what have you that are are positive that are that are good in nature that are good stuff (laughs) (laughs) so um go ahead evan and you can uh kick this off so this is one that i've mentioned before but i'd really like to dig in this because it's really an absolutely awesome story it really is but uh i've mentioned i'm not sure if i mentioned actually on the podcast yet but i've i've brought up this name before joe lawhorn who is the race across america finisher from uh ohio he was so he's from chillicothe ohio um, he's very proud that he's from Chillicothe, Ohio, and he's a military veteran, um, just a real hero, a- absolutely a real hero, and a guy who in his first attempt at doing Race Across America, there are plenty of people who attempt Race Across America, very few finish in their first attempt. It is not common to finish that race. I want to say, I'm going to get the mileage wrong, but I think you have to average just under 260 miles a day to get through, j- just to meet the cutoff to get through the race. Now, there are not that many people who actually make it to the end, mm-hmm. and he was top 10 this year. He was wow. a top 10 finisher in this. On her, I wow. mean, just absolutely a stud. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. <laughs> and he, he, so here's, here's the, the, the sappy feel-good part of this. Um, he's, he's absolutely, you know, very proud of his, you know, being a veteran. Chillicothe is very, very proud of him. He's kind of the son of Chillicothe in this cycling world. And it's a very small town in Ohio. So like not a ton of like big international names come from here. So the fact that in one of the biggest races in the world, Joe being top 10 from Chillicothe is really cool. Race Across America goes through Chillicothe. So it actually, I'm, I'm reading from an article here. It goes straight through Main Street as one of the timing stations. So he got to see this growing up because, well, over the last 10 years, I think it's gone through Chillicothe the last 10 years. So as he's gotten into cycling, he's gotten to see the race go through. 
And obviously, once you're in Ohio in this race, you're a pretty gosh darn long way into race across America. We'll just do a quick geography here. Ohio is in between Indiana and West Virginia. So it's not that close to like the West Coast. It's a pretty, I think you're like 2,000 miles in the race, 22 or 2,300 maybe by that point. So he's pretty tired by the point that he hits Chillicothe, Ohio. And there's, if you want to go into Joe Lawhorn's Facebook page, he has a video where his daughter comes up when, when he stops on Main Street and gets interviewed real quick. And it is just like the sat, I mean, it is, you don't have a soul if you don't like cry a little bit watching this. <laughs> it's like he just he lifts her up. It is this awesome moment. You just see this military veteran, 220, you know, 2,200 miles into riding across America, has slept two hours a night the entire time. Like really like that was when he talked after the race, he said going through Chillicothe was what got him to the end of the race. So that is being from Ohio. Wow. I love plugging that because that yeah. is some good That's stuff amazing. from yeah. small town Ohio. And at the same time, everybody said good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's my good stuff. There All you go. Right. Mm. So Evan, you got a, you got a exit stage left right now? Well, we can just pretend that I'm still here. You know? <laughs> Somebody Matt can talk for me because yeah. most thing that Matt says is probably what I would say anyway. Sure. So yeah. yeah, this is me signing out. I will see you all next week. Evan, I thank got, you very much, bud. And my one last thing is that I got my last race of the year next next weekend. Oh, good luck. So yeah, I'll eat lots of pizza afterwards for all of you. I promise. Okay. Good, good luck in Santa luck. Cruz. Yep. Yes. Sounds good. See you guys. <laughs> all right, Matt. What's your uh, what's your good stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I looked at the topics and I just you know thought to myself, um, you know, my wife has been doing some good stuff. She actually uh, had started this group, like a, a small group that you know anyone can come join, and it's just this group of runners that meet up and they go for a run slash walk and they clean up trash. It's an awesome, awesome thing. And what's yeah. it called? So, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, no, it's super cool. And I was, and, and she was like, I don't know. I'm thinking about calling it Trashy Running. And I was like, yes, call it Trashy Running. And so I like whipped up a logo. Yes. And, um, and it's <laughs> like they have it printed on their t shirts and stuff when they go run. And it's super cool. They're going to, um, it's, I think it's mostly going to be a summer thing. They're going to do their, so, you know, right now we're into September and it's like they're going to do one more next Wednesday. So if you guys are in this area and you want to like walk, jog and clean up trash, then you should consider joining her trashy running group, which, you know, is, is hilarious. Uh, but they have fun too. They all, they usually like have drinks afterwards. So, so if somebody wanted to connect with her, can they do that online? On, is yeah, there a group on Facebook yeah. or something? Um, or? She'll always post stuff to Instagram and her Instagram is uh, Instagram.com slash Sternermite, uh, which is... Uh, kind of like a maiden name thing um, or mm. let's see where else can you find her um, you know if you're following me on Instagram um, I'm at Matt underscore Legrand L-E-G-R-A-N-D and I will also like repost whatever she posts so um, it's it's a cool group and they're super easy going uh, and if you are interested in just kind of helping clean the community it's a, it's a good thing to do yeah I like that all right, that is good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, good I could stuff. say this so many times. It's awesome. It's like <laughs> cheating for you. Lance, what's your good stuff, bud? I've got two stories I want to share. The first is from um, from the race yesterday. Um, uh, 93-mile race. We were at about mile 60, um, moving through these uh, fairly flat gravel roads, but doing like 24 miles an hour. And there was about five of us working together. Yuri Household, um, superstar and sarah max from bend 
Um, so Yuri was in the lead. Sarah was second. And I was in third um, during this one section. And Sarah just was briefly inattentive. And she touched wheels with Yuri and went down on oh, the gravel road. Ouch. Yeah. And so she just she just went right. You know, it just laid down on the side. She put her elbow out. Her bike goes to the side. I went, I rode right over the top of her. I oh, rode man. either over her leg and her front wheel, but I rode right over the top of her. And we all just were like, what? Oh, no, what happened? Because we'd been working together for like three hours. Yeah. And there were, there were five aid stations on this uh, ride, and we didn't stop at any of them. We blasted through everyone. Now, luckily, there were some volunteers doing bottle hand-ups, so we did get to replenish water, um, which was kind of nice. But we had not stopped all day, and as soon as that happened, Yuri, who was on the front, just stopped. He's like, nope, we're going to go back and make sure that Sarah's okay. Nice. And, and she like stood up and shook herself off and straightened her handlebars. And jumped right back on her bike, and we uh, we kept going and Jeez. rode together for the next that's, thirty miles. That's tough. Yeah, and so it was, it was one of those things where she goes down. We're in a race. Do we just it's bail? A it's a race. Do we just? It's a race. Do we just keep going? But the five of us all just—I don't even know who the other two guys were—but we we stopped. We actually <laughs> stopped, put our feet down, and let her kind of gather herself so that we could ride and so that that was that was kind of a cool thing where i was like okay you know we need to not take this so seriously yes we are trying to do the best we can but we want to make sure that people are okay in a road race i don't think that would have happened nope nope <laughs> <laughs> like see it ya. Just been, oh one more is off the back yep, and we're going one less person you have to sprint yep. to beat yeah but you know Yuri and I had been working with Sarah for so long, you know, that we just were like, I don't, it, it it's not fair. We, I, I want her to be with us, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And, and I posted a little thing on Instagram just about the race. And, um, uh, Yuri had commented on my Instagram post. So my Instagram is at Dr. Hep, D R H E P P. I'm a former dentist. So that's why it's Dr. Hep. I'm, I am also a current, Doctor of Love. Doctor, so, um, <laughs> it's a doctor of romance, I think. It's a, it's a, PhD, it's a PhD kind of doctor, but, <laughs> you know. PhD. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so I had uh, did a little post about the race, and, and Yuri had uh, commented. He said, it was great riding with you and Sarah. We were the epitome of teamwork. And I said, thanks for a great week, Yuri. You're a class act. It was, uh, it, it was a victory for me just to be able to hang with you. And then Sarah says congrats and thank you dr hep and yuri for the amazing ride yesterday and i said sorry i ran over you and she said sorry i supermaned in front of you (laughs) (laughs) so it it, you know she really wasn't hurt that bad she just lost some skin (laughs) and so everything was okay but um it, it was i just thought it was a cool moment that here we are you know, pushing 300 watts for three hours or something. And, and we just sat up and stopped so that she could be with us. So that was cool. So I like that's you, my, that's my good stuff for that race. The other thing is Rebecca Rush, who is the uh, race director of this race, 
she um, she wanted it to also be a fundraiser for charities, and she she chose a local charity, a national charity, and a worldwide charity that wow. they raised money for, which I thought was really cool. So the the Wood River Bicycle Coalition is a local charity to the Ketchum Sun Valley area. And People for Bikes is a national charity that we raise money for. And then we also raise money for the World Bicycle Relief. And so yeah. it, 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 that was just cool that she wanted to not just make this about herself and making money, but as a you know gift to you know three different communities all around cycling and all this stuff. So that was cool to see her really give back as well. So those are my two good stuff stories. Yeah, that's amazing. Those are great yeah. great stories that event yeah. all the way around man that's a spectacular event and the pictures that you posted too i mean that that's the icing on the cake it's just incredibly beautiful there yes uh, you know there's <clears throat> ketchum sun valley is one of those areas that you come to visit and you start looking for a house or a condo <laughs> or land you're like okay wait how do I live here? Yeah. I, I, I want to live here. This is cool. So <laughs> you have to have buy a team house out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, all right. That's good stuff, Lance. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> My good stuff is a little article that I came across on Bicycle Magazine. Um, I'm a big sucker for like how cycling can change people's lives. And I read this guy's story. I was like, my God, this is just something that everybody needs to read and we need to share it. So uh, there's a gentleman who is a Navy vet. His name is Jacob Hendrickson. Um, he basically suffered from PTSD um, during his, his time in the Navy. And I'm not quite sure exactly what it was that he came up across, but um, he ended up gaining literally hundreds of pounds. At 40 years old, he was 450 pounds. His doctor told him that he would not see the age of 45 unless he changed things up. So he basically turned to nutrition and he slowly started to drop weight, but it wasn't until in 2016, a friend of him, everybody listen to this, be that friend, invited him to go on a bicycle ride. And then basically he'll tell you that from that moment, everything changed. Um, to this day, he now weighs, drum roll please, 170 pounds. Wow. So what? the guy went from 450 pounds in, um, now he's at 170 pounds. And basically, he, um, when he first got on the bike, he, he's making remarks of like, you know, I'm going to break the bike and, you know, people are going to laugh at me or they're going to laugh at the giant fat guy on the bike. And I'm, I'm reading this article going, man, that's just, that's terrible. But the guy stuck to it. But the reason why he stuck to it is because his friend would not take no for an answer. His friend basically got him out there. He lent him a fat bike that, that had a, a very sturdy frame and it had you know big bigger tires on it that are going to give you some better surface area and it's just going to roll and it's going to track a little bit easier. And he just started riding the thing. He um, he eventually hit his goal weight of 200 pounds and he loved it so much that he made it a goal by 2017 to get down to I think it was the 170 pound mark. So. Fast forward, um, he's now been invited to be a part of his uh, his local bicycle team, and he is out training all the time. He's out racing his bike, and it basically changed his life and probably saved his life just because, A, he got on a bicycle, and B, because his friend wouldn't take no for an answer. And the way that we can encourage people to go out there and ride their bike and change their life is, um, you know, it, it's spectacular. And I really wish that some of these people that are really high strung, uptight, 
you know, the, the person that likes to, you know, throw cups of coffee at us out the window or scream explosives <laughs> or rolling coal. I really wish I don't I don't want to punch them in the face. I really wish I could just get them to get on the bike and go for a ride with us and they'll have a new appreciation for life and they'll have a new appreciation for cyclists because yeah. they're going to fall in love with it. And we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was that person. So. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please encourage your friends to go for a bike ride. And if it's not a bike ride, get them to go for a run. Go to the trashy run. Go join a local yeah. running group or join a, a local club or a cycling team or whatever. Get involved and just get fit and, and go out there and have fun. It can change your life. It's good stuff. Good That's stuff. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that wraps up good stuff. Um, thank you for uh, humoring me on that one. Um, hopefully we'll bring that one back from time to time because there's a lot of uh, – neat things going on out there in the world that we can uh, tie to this podcast and, and tell you stories about. So let's get into one last thing. Lance, why don't you start us off with one last thing? Um, I am hoping to push some of this fitness into a decent cross season. So yeah. I guess we'll see how that works out. I'm, I don't, I don't have anything else. So, what? Uh, Oh, my other cool. Yeah. I guess I got one other thing. Um, my wife actually went for another ride all by herself. Nice. So giddy up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> went out there and put in 30 miles all by herself Whoa. today. So nice job, Randy. Where'd she ride? Uh, where there's a couple of great trail systems out here in Ketchum Sun Valley. So she uh, she buzzed from rode from uh, Ketchum all the way to Haley and Bellevue and back. So it's it's about a 30 mile out and back. So. If you want to learn more about Lance's wife, you can listen to our previous podcast where she yeah. was a special guest. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And she named her ride, Yes, I'm Married to Lance Romance, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Creative <laughs> Strava titles. Hey, Lance, real quick, you alluded to cross season. And um, since we have a few extra minutes here, what cross races and uh, series are you looking to do this season? Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do the rest of the, uh, Grand Prix Carl Decker races. Mm -hmm. Um, they're mostly on Saturdays. I think there's five more races or something like that. Carl Carl Decker is actually a local racer. Um, he's, he's in his forties, actually one of the best friends of Matt Lieto. So go figure. Yeah. Um, he's from Bend. Um, so I'm going to do those races. I'm going to do the Portland trophy cup series, which is a Tuesday night, uh, racing series. Um, and then I'm going to do a few of the cyclocross crusade, um, races, which is a big, uh, national well-known cross series here in the Portland area. I'm a little bummed because it's eight races and six of them are on Sunday. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so I'm man. not exactly sure how many I'll do because I really try to avoid racing and riding on Sunday because uh, I'm a good Mormon boy. And so um, so I'm not sure how many of the Cross Crusade races I'll do, but I'm going to do at least the Saturday ones for sure. Okay. So cool. that's what I'm looking at. Right yeah. All right. Matt, one last thing. Oh, um, I guess I don't have too much, but, uh, I would say thank you guys for listening. I think, you know, um, Jake probably doesn't realize this, but I, I, I feel like the three of us, you know, besides Jake, you know, there's four of us and we're all like super amped up to do the podcast. Like we love coming and doing the podcast. Like it's one of our like <laughs> highlights of our week. So, 
Um, if you're listening to this, then you are part of the podcast. Like you don't realize it, but like you get our jokes, you get our like silly sense of humor. Like you're definitely part of the podcast. And I've said that before, but I want to let people know that they can hop on the Facebook page and they can, you know, if they want to chime in on something ridiculous that we said, like, you know, I would like to see a little more conversation there. Uh, and it's definitely something that, um, we'll try to get, uh, all of us kind of just getting in there and just joking around because, uh, I do feel like everyone listening is part of the podcast and Facebook is, you know, it's not my favorite social media tool, but I do think it's a great tool for kind of, um, engaging in discussions and things like that regarding, um, you know, the podcast. So if you're listening to this and you have, you know, your own like good stuff item, consider like just posting, you know, even if it's like two or three sentences to Facebook, you know, or, um, our Facebook post is, uh, you can search for the dialed podcast on yep. Facebook yep. and I think you'll find us. Yeah. Um, hop in. Yeah. That's a good place. Yep. Yeah. Good <laughs> nice. Good option for people. <laughs> All right. Um, my one last thing, we'll see uh, last couple things. Um, we have a new dialed cycling team, Facebook page that is, uh, that's up and it's out for uh, up for everybody to see. So basically what we are running into is we've got our, um, our team group, on Facebook yep. and it's a closed group for sake of just keeping everybody's stuff private and whatnot. Um, and protecting, you know, mm-hmm. because we've got some juniors on there and whatnot and we wanted to make sure that they had a safe spot and it wasn't just open for the world. So, um, you know, basically we would only let people in who are on the team or people that we knew who are very close to the team. It might be like, you know, Lance's wife, Brandy want join, wants to join and, you know, we'll let her in there. So, um, we've had to turn away a lot of people over the years, but, um, we've also had a, a big outcry of people saying, well, we want to know more about what you guys got going on and we want to follow your endeavors. So we started a Facebook page and you can now go check that out. Just the Dallas cycling team and see pictures and race results and cool stuff that we've got going on in the community. Nice. So if you want to follow the team, that's a good place to go. Go check it out. Nice. So my other one last thing is, um, if you're listening to us, there's a good chance you're listening to us on iTunes um, or probably Stitcher or Google Play or the other two. But I think the vast majority of you guys are listening on iTunes and we absolutely love um, getting reviews on there. If you guys want to go out there and, and push all five of those stars, that'd be fantastic. Um, if you want to yes. leave a little like a uh, little comment on there about what you think about the show, that'd be fantastic yep. as well. And what blows my mind is there's a service that we've subscribed to and our show actually trended in the top 50 in the entire United States. And I think I may have talked about this before, but that came through that, that email came through and was like, congratulations, you're in the top 50 out of like thousands and thousands of podcasts in the whole entire country. I'm like, my God, you've got to be kidding me. There's that many people wow. listening. Yeah. So it just spun my head and I'm like, that's awesome. And that's just a big thank you to everybody out there who yeah. is listening. So, and if you're new and you haven't subscribed, just stop what you're doing right now and hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Cause like you got to do that for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and come back for more. Yes. So go on there and, uh, say what you think. Good or bad. <laughs> All right. So um, in the, the next podcast to come, we've got uh, Lance's um, interviews. So uh, come back around next week for those. Those are going to be... Uh, They'll be awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> Anyhow, we appreciate all of you guys who are listening. Um, you know, Matt, thank you for coming back. As always, it's, Absolutely. it's a blast. Lance, My thank pleasure. you for taking the time to call in and chat with us. You and, bet. And Love giving it. us your, uh, your race recap. That was a, an awesome job, man. Pat you on the back if you were here. So give yourself thank a little you. pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.